exactly. It's all it's all reflecting Franklin excellence, and it all shows different parts of our you know educational system that we have here, um, that we're able to have students that are succeeding in all all areas and all facets. So. WFPR.FM and in the local Franklin Mass FM radio dial 102.9 here in studio today with two days for a chalkboard chat coming out of the last school committee meeting and we'll talk other school matters. So school committee chair Dave Callahan, good morning. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, we got uh, you know New Year uh, ahead of us. I'm already on winter break mode and I am pumped. So thanks again for the invite. Oh, good. And Vice Chair Dave McNeil. Dave, how are you doing? Doing very well, Steve. Thank you very much for having us here today. Uh, it's good, especially at the end of the year. We're getting into the holidays. We'll certainly include the greetings as, at the end and wishes, etc. But it also gives us a chance not to look at, not just to look at the last meeting, but kind of the year past. And then, of course, January is right around the corner, and I know you've already got some school committee, subcommittee meetings, never mind the school committee regular sessions scheduled. So you got a break. Enjoy the break. But then business comes back quickly. <laughs> Very quickly, yeah. I think we got, uh, I already looked at, like, the January calendar, and we got, we got a couple of meetings, and we also got... Uh, uh, MASC Tracy Novick's kind of coming back. We got the superintendent evaluation mm -hmm. uh, to kind of just we got you know it's a great refresher for for the returning members, yep. but a, a you know real educational piece for uh, for uh, the the new ones as well. Mm -hmm. Yep, so exactly. Yeah, hitting the ground running in twenty twenty four. Yes, yeah. well, we'll enjoy the downtime while it lasts. But yeah, the uh, the work work is never done. S certainly appreciate because there's as we've said, and people should be realizing clearly from a, just from a financial perspective, you're a significant part of the Franklin budget. But even better than that, more importantly, it's the kiddos going from mm. K through 12 and then where, how that's going to set them up from beyond. So education certainly is a forefront here, um, even going back to obviously the Horace Mann legacy that we're all yep, living with, never mind absolutely. Ben's books, which started Horace on his process. So... Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, we uh, we have we're very very fortunate to take part in a very um, grand tradition of education in this town, and we take that very seriously. Mm -hmm. Good. So going to the last meeting, December twelfth, if I recall correctly. <laughs> yeah, you know, we had um, it was uh, it was a, a fantastic. Uh, it was our only one in, in December, the only full one, but it was. Uh, it was, we hit a bunch of different notes. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, one of them we had, uh, so we had Colin come from Food Services. Yes. And uh, really kind of provide like an update to say, because, you know, now with Massachusetts, they're, they're saying, you know, they, um, you know, universal meals. Uh, and so be able to, to really kind of showcase the amazing work that he's, he's mm -hmm. doing now with the new position that, that, that we're kind of in. Right. And, uh, you know, because obviously there's, there's so much to be said about, the what's happening right now and about addressing food insecurity so yes. that way we kind of know you know that when the, when the kiddos are going to school you know they got a boat belly full mm -hmm. and that was one thing that he you know he had some numbers that kind of talked about the pre you know this this program and kind of post and it's definitely there's a big uptick for for lunches it was a massive uptick for breakfast mm. which is key because clearly it, and it's still somewhat debatable on the internet but in my own lifestyle 
if you don't have a good breakfast, it kind of <laughs> doesn't set you well Absolutely. for the day. You gotta start but, the day right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and and, and I feel like with I, I'm. I know I, I picked up, you know, I had some bad habits, uh, you know, when, in, uh, in middle school and high school. And you, you sleep in a little bit too long and all of a sudden you're rushing to try to catch the bus mm-hmm. or, you know, drive in. And you just don't have time to sit down, have a bowl of cereal or whatever is, is on the breakfast table. And so I think with, with this, you know, not only it still addresses the food insecurity, but it also just addresses that, that aspect of like not every, you know, family has time to actually kind of go get up, right. get things moving in the morning and, and have, you know, have a bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to kind of say like how many more breakfasts are being able to serve, it was, uh, I think it went from about like, like 200 to almost 800 mm-hmm. uh, a day that, uh, you know, that's, that's so many students who might not have had time to have a quick little bite to eat before their first class right. that now do. And it's just fantastic. Yeah. As we said, it should give them a little bit more of a, literally a base from which to, to be a learner and uh, continue to learn and show some eagerness learning. And that's the rest of the curriculum piece. But yeah, yeah it, that's a good start. Absolutely. And just the, the quality of the food that Colin, is, Colin and his entire team yeah. are producing it was really stunning. Um, just, I mean, some of the, the pictures that they were showing us and the partnerships they do with, mm-hmm. with local farms. Um, local um local uh, meat producers local mm-hmm. fisheries um it's it's i mean fantastic just like how creative they are and i mean the fact that it is locally sourced and they were telling us that a lot of those contracts they were able to do through through grant funding so being a financially responsible and innovative through grant funding but also establishing those relationships in the long term able to get us a better mm-hmm. better contracts and cost savings in the long term but also better quality locally sourced food that's that's more nutritious and something that you know not everyone's going to get every day and you know maybe get you know give the kids some ideas of meals that they might want to prep at home or sure. prep later on well, um, i think even the, the discussion in the meeting was the introduction of fish mm. i mean and then the, the story that uniquely that, that they can trace actually who captures it and it turned out it was a franklin fish I mean, yeah. it was amazing yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think the only fish i was eating in elementary school was swedish fish so good for good for them yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was just yeah, it was it was an awesome. I know, yeah, that was uh, our our colleague Erin Gallagher kind of commented that yeah, her her little ones are actually trying like they had a fish casserole, yeah. and uh, yeah, anybody with with kids know how impossible right. it is to do anything more than chicken fingers and fries, and so to kind of but there is that little bit of like that that, that like social peer pressure yes. of well if all my friends are are buying lunch mm-hmm. you know are are getting lunch then you know maybe I'm going to go and do the same and I'll mm-hmm. try this out. And uh, yeah, if they find that that's mm. something that they enjoy, and they're in kindergarten, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. It was it was awesome. I was hungry the entire meeting. <laughs> uh, the, the the stuff that that he's doing is just yeah. it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. That was the only complaint I had was that he didn't bring any samples for us. To try. <laughs> <laughs> the the appetites were increasing. Yep. The juices were getting wetted yep. by the, you know the pictures of such. I mean, mm. restaurant quality food. Exactly. Clearly. Exactly. Yeah, yes. seriously. And that's and one thing too. I, this might not have been in the meeting. I had a chat with him earlier, but uh, when you kind of talk about like that restaurant, like like quality food, it really is. You see some mm-hmm. of the pictures; it's amazing. Sure. That we you know we kind of talked about well, what happens if the state no longer offers uh, the funding right. anymore, and he's basically saying like he wants to strike while the iron's hot, yep. and produce that restaurant level quality food right now. Mm-hmm. So that way, if if the the funding drops away and suddenly it's three fifty to be able to kind of, you know, to, to buy a lunch that 
everybody in the community knows just how good these these mm. meals are, and that you're getting a steal at you know yeah. the three fifty or whatever, whatever the price, price is said. Correct. Yeah. And uh, so that way, everybody kind of you know knows like, all right, the, the food that's being served right now is will continue. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's 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 good yeah. stuff. It's not what we might have had when we were going to yeah, exactly. to school. Exactly. No, no, and I'll age myself too. And even uh, back to the peer pressure point, but commercials in in, in my youth days, you know, well, if Mikey likes it, <laughs> <laughs> but that peer pressure is there. And if somebody's willing to try, and then somebody says, "Well, keep up with the Joneses," well, yeah, let's try it and give it a try. And then all of a sudden, hey, that's not bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So it's yeah he's he's just doing incredible work and you're really kind of seeing the 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 benefits of the the state's funding mm-hmm. as well Absolutely. which is just fantastic yeah. yeah and then coordinated as well it wasn't highlighted that aspect but for, through other channels at least the food pantry with their backpack program for the kids on the weekends yes you know coordinated through the schools obviously in order to figure out exactly who needs the backpacks but yeah that that's addressing the need that clearly is here in Franklin. We don't always recognize it or acknowledge it, but it's there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know I've made this um, kind of plea, you know, times before, and I'll kind of keep doing it. Uh, you know, if, if, you know, listeners, you know, yourself or a neighbor does have somebody who is in need, uh, there's a there's a form that's kind of right on the Correct. Franklin uh, Public right. Schools uh, page. We can kind of apply for it, what was called like, like free and reduced meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really just kind of opens the door for so many programs like the, the backpack program right. where food sent home uh, discreetly. You know, discounts um, on other programs. Exactly. exactly. It really opens the doors for, uh, you know, we see it sometimes with some of the field trips with a lot of the, uh, the, the services and fees that are kind of, mm-hmm. um, you know, provided for so many students. So it's right. The application itself is right on the Franklin website. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. The resources are there. No, no reason not to take advantage of them yeah. if, you, if you need to. Reach out and it, it's handled appropriately. Yep. Your info is not just going to go anywhere. So, yeah. Good. So that covers food. Now that we, we'll have to, have to take a break to go have some food <laughs> and then come back to the real topic. You know, we also, though, uh, you know, we had um, uh, we had Brutus uh, come on down and give his like legendary snow presentation. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, which is always uh, fantastic. You know, I've heard it from the, the town council side. But it's just, it's a, you know, sometimes a different audience uh, right. that, that tunes in. And so it's great to be able to kind of go and get his information out there. Mm-hmm. And I thought also to really kind of, uh, Lucas kind of chime in at the end too, to really just explain what goes on with those snow delays or snow yeah. cancellations. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, we have so many parking lots that need to be cleared out and so much snow that we just don't have the room for. And that kind of leads into a delay or a cancellation so right. uh you know it's it's i thought it's it's helpful because i know in the past every you know no matter which way mm-hmm. if, if you know if, if the, the day is canceled because of snow or if the day goes on over snow there's going to be you know not everybody is going to agree with the decision yeah exactly that's just the reality yeah. um but at least getting the insights into how the decision is being made is helpful Absolutely. Exactly. And I think that was probably the biggest takeaway from that presentation is that every every storm is different. There's not right. a uniform way to judge when um, when or if school can mm-hmm. be can or should be canceled. And there's not even a uniform way that the streets can be plowed and clear at the same time. Just right. because you know, different storms bring 
snow and wind and different weather conditions at different um, at varying degrees. Mm -hmm. um, there's just there's there's no way to no way to predict the future, unfortunately. So as we're as much in as, New England, we're gonna live with yeah. that for exactly, sure. Yeah. Yes. As, much, as much as we would like to, yeah. I mean, and we experienced that this week on Monday with sure. uh, with with the extreme wind that we were facing, with with some schools being impacted. Even in others, sixty degrees, so we didn't have to worry impacted. about the freezing, yeah. but the wind and the water still did it what it is gonna do. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So you so you really never know. And as much as um, you know, we, we would like to you know be able to have a clear cut answer. I think um, Brutus and his team did a great job of kind of mm -hmm. laying it all out there and saying this is the this is the thought process, and how how we do approach it, doing the best they can, try to clear the snow as as quickly as possible. But there's there's no way to tell. And they, I mean, ultimately are just acting on the best information that they have at at any given moment. So I, th I thought it was very very informative. Um, presentation for us to receive and great for the community to take a look back and mm -hmm. um, and and look at if uh, if anyone missed it yeah and I shared the audio separately for Brutus's piece so people could pick up the podcast and just listen to that and then fortunately his presentation is linked in that so you can follow along the presentation doc and see the pictures of the various snow plows mm. and charts and uh, things that he shared but I think the key takeaway is that, you know, it's not just the superintendent waking up at five o'clock in the morning and do we or don't we. You know, it, there's active communication amongst DPW, police and fire because they're also yep. out on the roads and knowing what the situations are and including in obviously the weather forecast. It's, it may still change, et cetera. But to that best best decision at the time they're going to make it. And being mindful of, oh, it's not just people here in Franklin. Teachers and others are coming in from outside Franklin, so you got to give them enough time to, am I going or am I not? Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's so much more interconnected than um, than just one school or one road. Uh, right. Yeah, a lot of moving parts that have to be taken into consideration. You know, and I know, um, yeah, you know, Lucas, um, just with that last week's uh, uh, storm, so I was going to try to get that communication out just as, as mm -hmm. quick as, as possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, but, yeah, that was on Monday. They had, you know, there was a lot of conversations with public safety because when power started to kind of go out at some oh, of the schools, yes. you know, is it they, they deemed it ultimately safer to keep the kiddos in the classrooms as opposed to trying to get people out on the roads mm -hmm. and yes. getting them around. Right. And so, uh, yeah, there's, there's so much that goes into it. But. Uh, Lucas is doing a great job, and, and I'm sure we'll continue on just kind of communicating that and kind of keeping the decision-making process as transparent as, as possible. So mm -hmm. everybody, you know, keep checking that the emails uh, as they kind of come on in. And, uh, and if you didn't receive any, uh, if you're, a, you know, you had a kid in the school systems and you did not receive any emails uh, over this past storm, please reach out to your building principals, and they can kind of make sure that you're on that proper list. Right. Yeah, because certainly that each school manages that touch point and then they can coordinate and then that reverse 911 alerts when those are used and the other communications is all based upon that each individual school coming together so yeah and then it gets automated <laughs> which is all good you know but now we got uh you know new year's resolutions to 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 look forward to because mm -hmm. yeah there is a uh, all the the subcommittees will start to uh uh, I know some have already met. Uh, communications, um, the community relations uh, have, have met once. Uh, but uh, the vast majority, I think, will be really kind of kicking, kicking into off. high gear uh, come January because there's, you know, there's 
plenty of work to, to mm-hmm. be done. Right. And it's always, especially, you know, because everybody, you know, we had just obviously had the elections in November. There was a lot of turnover. And so uh, it, it does, it takes a while for kind of like that machine to, to start moving mm-hmm. again. But, uh, you know, we'll be having, I'm sure, you know, uh, budget conversations. We got policy. And, uh, you know, we'll, I'm uh, re-kicking off the uh, comprehensive facility assessment as right. well yeah. because uh, we're going to have right before uh the uh, the end of the last term we started to kind of get that bidding process mm-hmm. because we really were looking to do is again with that one just to kind of take a look at that 10-year plan Correct. look at enrollment data look at the actual space that we have the facilities and uh, look at you know what's you know how do we how do we properly teach kids today and mm-hmm. you know in the future and so we're, we're trying to hit the ground running as best as we can and that's just going to be in the first couple of weeks in january mm-hmm. And to that end, for the listeners to recall and remind them, clearly there's a bunch of data that's already been gathered. So we've already got the the demographic study, which I believe McKibben's updating, including the 2020 census piece, because it was originally based on the 2010 census, which is obviously 10 years old. But at the time he was originally doing it, the census had just finished, but the data hadn't been released so we ran into a little timing issue there, but fortunately he's going to update that. And then even the uh, other facilities analysis have left out, as we talked, kind of the uh, special needs programs were not necessarily included appropriately in that analysis. And as we've talked here and in other places with uh, superintendent as well, a classroom certainly is a classroom that's got X amount of space, but... If you're dealing with special needs, that may be four, six, or eight, as opposed to the 15, 20, 25 exactly. in a regular classroom. And how many of those? And we've also talked, especially from a budget issue, if we can do that special education program in-house, mm-hmm. that saves us significantly as opposed to having to bring in. Still, there may be some programs where we do need to deliver them with outside resources because we just don't have that capability skill-wise to do it in-house. But if we can, that saves us big bucks. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think to, to your point, I think it saves on average about 50000 per student. Um, so, you know, the, the best we can expand those programs. And you know, we were fortunate to see those programs in action when we did the tours of the school buildings. And, yeah, we, we could see um, just how um, how hands-on and really just the, the care that goes into these students with special needs and to keep them here in Franklin and to give them the education that they that they rightfully deserve. I mean, if we can do that, it's you know, not only benefits mm-hmm. them and, and I mean the entire student population around them, but um, exactly financially, um, it's a tremendous uh, tremendous cost savings. Yeah, and um, yeah, and right on that point too, it's uh, something for for 2024 as well on the horizon. It's certainly uh, the budget conversation, and mm-hmm. uh, I know we're going to be having the uh, joint budget subcommittee meeting probably. I think either end of January or in February is yet to be scheduled, but it'll be earlier on the year um, to continue from our, our last meeting. And I know all the, all the town departments are kind of, uh, you know, assessing and seeing um, what, what they believe that their needs are. I know Lucas has been um, having conversations with different schools and different mm-hmm. departments to try to understand what, um, what their, what, what their needs are, where they think that they um, should be financially in terms of the, educational standard that they would like to, to give the students. And that's uh, gonna be a jumping off point a continuation from the last budget subcommittee meeting. So Lucas did um, an excellent compilation of the, the cuts that have been made 
uh, not only just this past budget cycle, but from I think prior, yeah, nearly nearly twenty years, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, it was great to have all that information in one place, which has been put out before, but it was all the more relevant with the with the latest um, with with the latest numbers and latest latest cuts that were made from the FY twenty four budget cycle to see, okay, well these are these are things that have been cut not just this year but over the past twenty years, and, and they're compounding because what I mean for the most part. Those things haven't been brought back, and having those conversations with the individual um, schools and you know different admin and just all the different departments, um, it's so important to to really just take stock and assess. Okay, this is where we've this is what we've lost. This is where we're at, mm-hmm. and this is where we would like to be. And obviously, you know, resources don't grow on trees, so um, you know there's only there's only one way to, to get ourselves there, and, and this is a process that takes time. I know you know we you know, we would all love it to happen, you know just you know just like that. Mm-hmm. But I um, mean, you know, if you get you, know, you can do something quickly, you can do something correctly, and, but you can't do it both. No. <laughs> and, uh, no. So and yeah, you know this is uh, something that you know we're on the school committee, but um, Lucas and the admin team we're all taken seriously, so we want to make sure it gets done correctly and that we're presenting the community with the best possible information as well as the joint budget subcommittee with the best possible information that decisions can be be made on that at our joint budget and then of course on a town council all them um to to the voters eventually mm-hmm. so um yeah so stay tuned for that because there'll be some very important and exciting conversations and in, in that sphere as well early on in the year right because certainly the budget is a key piece and uh we just recently had, so it'll be forthcoming shortly. So stay tuned. But there was a pod, there will be a podcast with uh, Superintendent Jaguer, uh, Dr. Tina Rogers, uh, Dr. Tim Frazier, and Eric Stark on the teaching and learning. And one of the aspects, just one of the aspects to do is a tease. They're setting up for a curriculum review, which, to the extent that the math program, I think the, some of the funding for that. Uh, initially was going to was only going to allow us to get one year's worth and then through a grant they ended mm-hmm. up getting five years yeah, worth yep. so the pricing certainly became much more affordable obviously grant helped it but that kind of approach okay well what else is coming where are we in the various curriculum pieces and what's going to be needed to be changed so that from a budgetary perspective we can start planning for that five ten year period um, that's forthcoming so it was a good conversation from a teaching and learning perspective. Uh, the analogy I used is, okay, clearly the parents are on a regular basis, you know, they drop the kids off at school and then they pick them up or the kids walk and get the bus. But what happens in the doors, mm-hmm. right? During that in-between times, we hear some things, we see some things, but what truly happens, we spend some time talking about the processes and how they do that curriculum review, professional development inclusion etc etc so to stay tuned for that that'll be a good insightful uh episode coming excellent thank you fantastic yeah that's what uh i know when uh uh, lucas kind of presented his like the superintendent goals that was you you started to see some of the timelines that kind of come around because Mm -hmm. it's definitely not it's you know job doesn't start in in september and end in june this is you know this is a long haul right and uh it's as you know as often as he talks about his systems and you hear it you know many many times throughout some of his meetings it is fantastic to see those uh, those being created those working mm-hmm. and everything looking out towards that long-term vision right. to kind of say you know oh, yeah here's exactly what we might be able to expect in five ten years 
plenty of stuff that's going to be popping up that we don't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But, uh, you know, at least if, you know, once you kind of start to get those systems running, when that new stuff does kind of all of a sudden kind of come off, you know, in from off the radar, I think it makes you much more adaptable mm-hmm. to that because you already kind of know exactly what I'm going to be doing with all this other pocket of, of information. Yeah, I think that was one of the other, you know, odd things, but a key takeaway. Uh, Colin said he's already planning the meals for next school year. Yeah. It's like when, it's, many people have trouble figuring out what they're going to have for supper tonight <laughs> or tomorrow. He's already planning the meals for next year. Yeah. It, it was, I give him so much credit when, when he does that because, yeah, sure enough, every Sunday my wife and I sit down and we try to figure out what we're going to eat for the, the next week. Yeah. And it's like an hour and a half long process. It yeah. just, and so for him to be able to look ahead that far out in advance was it's it's just incredible and one thing too it, it, actually i didn't think it got enough um it, he kind of mentioned it right at the the last moment but he talked about the educational piece that he really is is trying to tie in and wants to continue so when he's you know when he's, he's serving you know cuz some of the stuff was um it, you know showcased uh, different cultures and, and mm. different foods that were out there yeah. and to kind of be able to tie that into when you talk about when you drop your kid off and when you pick them up, what happens in the right. in-between? Right. Well, so if, if some of the, the discussions in the classroom, you know, is, is about this one particular culture or this mm-hmm. one point in time, to be able to kind of tie that in to their meal, too, is yeah. mm-hmm. is amazing. The fact that he's already working on that right. and, and has it on his radar, um, he's just doing incredible, incredible stuff for the district. And uh, I'm so excited to kind of see what the future is going to bring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really taking, I think, one of the programs that's been – Reference in that is kind of the world of difference. Um, that's going to take it to the next level if they started right. actually including the food in that too. Exactly. Yeah. We, um, uh, back in back in college, um, a friend and I we kind of put together this event. It was a day for Darfur, mm-hmm. um, and and we kind of we, we pulled in faculty to kind of provide an educational thing. We had a, we had a speech at the end, um, but we also had we kind of tied it into the cafeteria where they actually you know it was it was incredible. The chef went found recipes that were specific to that the geographic area and that mm-hmm. culture so that way it was just it was the you know the whole campus was kind of uh, just being inundated yeah. with these issues so that way you know it, it's not you know you're there's visuals you know uh, that, that are out there mm-hmm. you're hearing stuff you're being educated on things but also you're eating as yeah. well and and it's just to kind of fully encompass uh you know uh, some of the different parts of, of the world the different parts of, of history it's fantastic and mm-hmm. uh I'm, I'm so excited and also very hungry. <laughs> <laughs> We've come up with hunger twice so far. <laughs> We're going to have to find a, another alternative. <laughs> or bring snacks next time. <laughs> or bring snacks, yes. And we could have Colin include that in the planning session so go. he can yeah. have for chalkboard chats particular snacks. <laughs> Love it. I'll reach out to him after yeah. the break. <laughs> um, and then I think one of the other pieces... Uh, was an in recognition for the cheerleaders who had gone through and won the state championship yet again. <laughs> I'm losing track of how many times it is, but they've got a streak on that. And they also teased they're probably going to come back to look for another proposal to go to the national championship. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's we're I mean, so proud of them and so proud of all of our all of our Franklin athletes. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think it was something like. Um, like 10 years in a row or something where we had like oh, like some of the some of the best um, sports programs in the state. Yeah, I think it's and, it's either five or six for the uh, Dalton Award. Yep. So for the highest winning percentage across Division One schools. Yeah, yeah, okay, so there you go. And, uh, um, <clears throat> and even if it was six, it was 
there was a year off, but there would the year prior. So it was like seven of eight yeah, or okay. six of seven. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it just shows like the, the, the level of um, yeah achievement that we, we have here. It's mm -hmm. really, um, really something special. So we're very proud of them. And yeah, you know, when, yeah, when Lucas was talking about all the incredible achievements we got athletically, they also talked too about that from like a like a like a, a survey of their peers that they were ranked like the yep. the um the best sportsmanship, sportsmanship, sportsmanship which exactly. honestly is fantastic. You know, because it's like yeah. yeah, you know, it's uh, what was that that Belichick uh, quote? It's like um, you know, talent sets the floor, character sets the ceiling, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, clearly, you know, we we got great talent out there. We got great facilities and amazing coaches that that help you know each one of the, these athletes. But at the end of the day, it's it's their character that's bringing them up to that right. that stardom that they're at right now, yeah. and uh, in it when when you're having especially when you go from the Dalton Award, so you're 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 beating every one of these teams that's then turning around and saying yet you have the best yeah. sportsmanship. I right. think was absolutely fantastic yeah. and just a testament to the great uh, the, the amazing students, uh, the coaches, and the the, the the families that are raising uh, these incredible athletes too. Yeah, and I think from a total Franklin perspective, the other pieces that have come up in other places are just reference here. It clearly, it starts at the rec program, yep. and it goes through the various so youth sports programs, whether it's the youth soccer, youth football, et cetera. But it's that entire package, really, that yeah. we get to see at the end result um, in terms of the D1 winning percentage. But we also see that uh, respectfully in the music awards, Right, so there's a lot of uh, what is it, the MICA awards for the, and I forget the exact anac acronym details, sure, yeah. but there's a MICA uh, music program awards that there's always some district and uh, winners there. Certainly the DECA program, which is the business club, they're blowing it away at the state, yeah. regional, in some cases national level. So we're fortunate that we have such great success across a variety of perspectives. So. And it's something, too, where, um, you know, I, I know I think Lucas got a little tease at uh, the next meeting. I think it was robotics that's getting yes. their recognition. Yep. So, yeah, you know, and we're, we're really making sure, too, to acknowledge, like, there's, yeah, there's successes in so many different fields. And we want to make sure to provide that that recognition to, to every single one. So whether, you know, it's a star athlete, uh, incredible musician, uh, or a gifted, um, you know, an intelligent student, that uh, they're getting the recognition from all over the place as they as they deserve because they've been working on on some of the stuff yeah like, as you mentioned since hey you know like uh, even before they were in kindergarten you know right. they had kids yeah. out on the the ball field or a music program so exactly that's all it's all reflecting franklin excellence and it all mm -hmm. shows different parts of our you know educational system that we have here um that we're able to have students that are succeed in all all areas and all facets um, of life so yeah mm -hmm. it's a really really truly something special good so anything else at this point as a recap? Other than looking at the entire, the year is just gone. <laughs> and as we said, we're getting into next year. So <laughs> the year is gone and it's been, uh, you know, this is, this is the first time, this, you know, my, this is my second term. So it's the first time kind of leaving one school committee and kind of going on to the other one. And uh, so it's, it's definitely kind of, it's, it's making it, bit fuzzier too this this uh, year yeah, in and of itself yeah. but uh because there was there was a lot that had already been done there was a lot of decisions that um you know i know the last term redistricting was was one of the big ones that right. now is kind of leading into this comprehensive facility assessment and so we're really just trying to kind of continue a lot of the momentum 
from that last term mm -hmm. uh, that uh, that we all had and, and kind of just moving that, that forward. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for spending some time today to do this chalkboard chat. And we'll have to, as we mentioned a couple of times, because we've had some food references there, figure out how do we <laughs> incorporate some food for the next one. <laughs> Maybe a little, a little tag, like, uh, you know, on, on the website. You know, like, please make sure to, to eat a full meal before listening to uh, this Chalkboard yeah. Chat sounds, episode. Sounds, sounds like a good idea. Yeah. So, uh, otherwise, certainly have a great holiday break. Enjoy the time away, because I know you're going to need the energy as you hit the ground running in January 2024. <laughs> Thank you very much to you as well. And, you know, hope everybody listening to you had a wonderful holiday season and a safe and happy new year. Exactly. Thank you very much, Steve. Yeah, happy holidays to you and to all the listeners. And yeah, we're looking forward to everything 2024 has to bring as well. Right. And final reminder for the listeners, uh, thank you. Happy holidays. And we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. And by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcast.